So this morning, we're not going to have a, um, a regular sermon. We're going to do a contemplative practice called Finding Your in the Story. And in finding yourself in the story, you're listening for the Word of God for you right now. This is a long passage of Scripture. I'm going to invite my friend Arshan to come up with me while I explain to you how this is going to roll. Everybody welcome Arshan. Arshan is a hero among us because he teaches middle school. And, uh, and so, and, and also you're a coach at Albion, right? For, for basketball. All right. So you're working, you're working. And, um, anyway, by the way, for those of you who can see me right here, I just spilled my, my tea in my lap and it looks like I wet my pants, but I, I didn't. So, okay. I just had to get that out of the way. Okay. So (laughs) we're in the family room, right? Have you ever spilled tea on your lap? Just glad it wasn't hot. Anyhow, um, so this scripture from John chapter 9 is the story of uh, a blind man. And I don't know if you've ever noticed, but there's a lot of healing of blind people in the Bible. Anybody ever notice that? And, you know, you know, amazing grace was blind, but now I see. So here's the reality. We've all been blind over and over again at different times where we needed our sight restored. And so, you know, some people sometimes have said to us, why don't you, you know, why don't you um, tell us what to do about this or what to do about that? And what we have discovered is that God is the healer of blindness. And if we keep speaking God's words over one another, our blindness will be healed. And, and my yelling at you to tell you you're blind, is not a healing balm. But to read the words of Scripture, I want you to think as we're reading through John chapter 9, am I the blind man who knows I'm blind and is able to say it right away to Jesus? Am I like the disciples in this passage who blame and shame and say, oh, this blindness comes from that? Or am I the neighbors who have a fixed idea, so fixed that we can't hear another person? Am I like the religious leaders who believe my way is the only way and that I can't be open to a new kind of miracle? Or am I the parents in this story who are afraid that if they speak up, they'll be punished or rejected? So I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to confess, I'm the parents in this story today because as I was meditating on it, I discovered that I didn't want to make a statement because I was worried you would reject me. There was a particular statement that I didn't want to make because I was worried that you would reject me. And so I'm like the parents. So sometimes what happens is the miracle can't even happen when we're in that spot. The miracle can't happen if you're the blind guy and don't admit your blindness. The miracle can't happen if you're the disciples who are blaming and shaming other people. The miracle can't happen in you if you're the neighbors who have a fixed idea and can't hear your neighbor. You're not going to get to experience the miracle if you're like the religious leaders and think your way is the only way right now. So I I just want to say that... um, 
I pray that we hear the word of the Lord so that the knee bone can be connected to the shin bone and the ankle bone and the foot bone, that we can hear the word of the Lord. Amen? You looking for your ankle bone? Yeah. Yeah. It's excellent. So this is a reading from John chapter 9. You're welcome to take your mask off, Arshan, or leave it on, however you, pre- however you prefer. Good morning, church. Good morning. Okay, so it's kind of long, so bear with me. Okay. Jesus heals a blind, born blind. Jesus healed a man born blind. As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the work of Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so that the work of God might be displayed in his life. As long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Solem. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. His neighbors and those who had formerly seen him begging asked, isn't this the same man who used to sit and beg? Some claimed that he was. Others said, no, he only looks like him. But he himself insisted, I am the man. How then were your eyes open, they demanded. He replied, the man they called Jesus made some mud and put it on my eyes. He told me to go to Solem and wash, so I went and washed, and then I could see. Where is this man? They asked him. I don't know, he said. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had been blind. Now the day on which Jesus had made the mud and opened the man's eyes was a Sabbath. Therefore the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He put mud on my eyes, the man replied, and I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others asked, How can a sinner do such miraculous signs? So they were divided. Finally, they turned again to the blind man. What have you say about this? It is your eyes he opened. The man replied, He is a prophet. The Jews still did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they sent for the man's parents. Is this your son, they asked. Is this the one you say was born blind? How is it that now he can see? We know he is our son, the parents answered, and we know that he was born blind. But how he can see now, or who opened his eyes, we do not know. Ask him. He is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews, and for already the Jews had decided that anyone acknowledged that Jesus was Christ will be put out of the synagogue. That was why his parents said, he is of age, ask him. A second time, they summoned the man who had been blind. Give glory to God, they said. We know this man is a sinner. He replied, 
Whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. Then they asked him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered, I have told you already, and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? Then they hurled insults at him and said, You are the fellow's disciples? We are disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses, but as for this fellow, we don't even know where he comes from. The man answered, Now that is remarkable. You don't know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly man who does his will. Nobody has ever heard of opening the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. To this they replied, you were stepped in sin at birth. How dare you lecture us? And they threw him out. Jesus heard that they had thrown him out. And when he found him, he said, do you believe in the son of man? Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so I may believe in him. Jesus said, you have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. Jesus said, for judgment I have come into this world so that the blind will see and those who see will become blind. Some Pharisees who were with him heard him say this and asked, What? Are we blind too? Jesus said, If you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now that you claim you can see, your guilt remains. This is the word of God for us. I want to invite you to just um, quiet yourself right here and allow yourself to consider... Am I the blind man who knows I'm blind? Or am I like the disciples blaming and shaming? Am I like the neighbors who have a fixed idea and can't hear other people? Am I like the religious leaders who believe My way is the only way, and I can't open to a new kind of miracle. Or am I like the parents who are afraid that if they speak up, they use their voice, they'll be punished or rejected? Just take a moment there. You can grab a piece of paper on your table. Just get honest with God for a moment. Allow yourself to wonder where you might find yourself in the story today. Can you put those questions up on the screen, please, Tammy?
the questions, am I the blind man? So I'll, that's okay, I'll say them one more time. Am I like the blind man who knows I'm blind? And is confessing my blindness to Jesus? Am I like the disciples who blame and shame? Ask the wrong question. Who sinned, his parents or him? Am I the neighbors who have a fixed idea and can't hear other people? Am I like the religious leaders who believe my way is the only way and can't be open to a new kind of miracle? Or am I the parents who are afraid that if they speak up, they'll be punished or rejected? Use my heart, Lord. Use my heart, Lord. Use my heart, Lord. Speak what is true. Use my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Speak what is true. Can you sing that with us? Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Speak what is true. We've given each of you a cross that is filled with words, and it'll be up on the website later today. All of the capitalized words are names of God from Scripture. All of the lowercase words are maybe feelings that you're feeling right now. And I just encourage you to highlight or circle the names for God uh, that feel like an invitation for you to address God right now. For me, I've been calling God Advocate this week. I've been calling God Advocate. 
and some of the feelings that I've had have been compassionate and anxious and appalled and hopeful. And maybe you want to just spend some time just going ahead and circling or highlighting and then making a prayer of that. For me, it would be advocate, feel hopeful. Advocate, feel anxious. And allow yourself to just breathe that prayer in. Many times prayers choose us in a moment of quiet. When 
to the face of my enemy. I see my brother. I see my sister. Through many days. 
Maybe you'll help me. Written by the man who was a slave owner and then became a slave freer in this song. The Lord has promised good to... Oh, look, it's a miracle. His word, my hope, says... bless you. And I first want to bless um, uh, Vice, uh, actually no longer, but he's President-elect Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris. I want to bless their families. I want to bless the work that they're about to do in our nation. I pray that they are led by the Spirit of God. I want to bless President Trump and Melania and their family, and I pray that they be led by the Spirit of God, that they walk in the fullness of God, that they know the deep love of God. I want to pray for our Congress and our Senate and our new folks that are serving everywhere. Can we just say it? Bless them, oh God, lead each one by the Spirit of God. May this moment in our history be a massive movement toward living the great commandment, loving God and loving our neighbor. May this be a massive movement in seeing our neighbor as equal to ourselves. May this be a massive movement of the ending of racism and misogyny. And, and, and may it be a massive movement of growing up to become like Christ. May we know God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And may that be what we bring people in this season. And remember, my friends, good kings and bad kings, God was able to do God's work through human beings that have been flawed all throughout our history. And if we actually look up where our redemption comes Amen. from, 
and then speak redemptive words over each of us. Friends, we're going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And, and everybody will go, oh my gosh, here comes the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And then they'll say, oh God, let us be a generation that seeks your face. And let us be a generation that speaks your grace. Let us be those people, the people of God, the people who spark like God, the people who light up like God and say, oh, let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, right? Yes. Oh, God, let us be a generation that seeks, that seeks your face, oh, God, our maker. over the nation. Speak grace, speak grace, speak God's grace. That God, that we would be caught up in the wind of your spirit that brings your kingdom on earth in heaven. Go ahead, just speak grace, whatever gracious words you have. Speak grace, 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 grace. Every gracious word you have over this nation. And let it be so, oh God. Amen. 
take your gracious words out in the world, my friends, and be the light. Amen.